of them exist. We got something we're going to do after church. You don't have to. You get to if you want to. Now, oh, by the way, we're going to have another song at the end. So if you enjoyed that worship, we're going to do something different at the end. Another song. So don't leave, okay? Don't get out of here unless you have to. If you have to, you're not a prisoner. I'm not going to come. Send Roscoe. I'm not going to send him after you. You like that, didn't you? I'm not going to send him after anybody, okay? But if you if you stick around, you'll get to hear some powerful worship at the end, okay? But we got an opportunity after that if you want to be about something. So after church today, uh, we have a, a, a tent set up uh, across from Katie's Suites with Lost Creek Ministries, and we're doing outreach there. And I think they're giving up popcorn and cotton candy, but my refuge folks, we're going to be going also hitting the streets. We're going to take out cards and pray for people. So everybody that can after church, if you could just meet up there and, and meet the tent, and then we'll just hit the streets and give you all a new assignment. Continue assignment. And also we're continuing to take out um, uh, personal hygiene items for the ladies at the Dickinson County Inpatient Treatment Center. So if you um, want to help out anything, can they? I mean, if somebody was asking me, make up whatever you want to give, I'm sure those ladies would appreciate. So be a blessing. You know. Uh, Going to festivals are fun, and this this way we get to walk around and, and be the church. And I like those things because I, I like being accountable. I, I like I like the world knowing what's what we stand for. And when you get out there on the streets and do that, it, it pretty much lets it be known what you're about, right? So I think it's an awesome opportunity. But any of it, who's ready for the work? If, I, if, the, if the crowd would have been that way yesterday, the Texas Sackies would have won. So I want to know. If, I want to know if you're ready for the word. Yeah. Uh, Dad, Dad, you don't, you're not. Gonna, I don't think Dad's giving me permission to go forward with that kind of response. I might be old and I might not be here, but I, I don't believe I heard anybody on this side above a whisper say that. That's how I don't like the word. No, no, no. No, no. I mean, I didn't hear them say that when you... When oh, well, they may have misunderstood. It might have been a communication error. So let me try one more time. I mean, it's probably not... I speak unclear sometimes. Who's ready for the word of God this morning? All right. Listen, if, he don't get, if God don't give me the go, I can't go. But if he don't give me the go, I can't go either. So I, I got to get two goes to go. All right. So I have a question for you this morning, okay? A really important question. I've been thinking about it a lot lately, and and, and and it may sound like a juvenile thing. It may it may sound like a crazy thing, but it's, a, it's an important question that that the devil wants to know the answer to, but God wants to know the answer to. It's a question that might determine your walk from now on, because there's so many people right by. There's so many people, Mikey. There's so many people, PJ. There's so many people, Cliff. There's so many people out there that we start hot, but we start cooling down, and we have we have we have problems. We have issues. We all do that sometimes. We're not perfect. I messed up so many times. The only thing I can tell you is when you mess up, keep going forward. Get up and go forward. You can't undo the mess up all the time, but you can get up and you can go forward. 
But the question I think I want to ask you that I think Holy Spirit wants to ask you this morning is a very simple question. Come here, Gerald. Gerald, you knew before I even said your name. That means Holy Spirit must have been doing something. Of course, it's been awkward if I pick somebody else with it. Gerald's already getting up. I think Holy Spirit wants to know something about you, Gerald, and every one of us this morning. Here's the question. Are you for sale? Oh, really? Oh, really? Really? You're not for sale, huh? Huh? Okay, maybe not. Let's show the whole room, Gerald. You got to be like me on a white here. Or Barker's views, if you really want to go on a street. Yeah, walk around a little bit here. Just let them see as you walk. Yeah, like a, like, a, like, a, like a game show model. Carol Merrill, some of you old enough to, make, to let's make a deal. Thank you, Joe. Now, some of you have a gut check reaction that says, I'm not for sale. But I'm a Holy Spirit to challenge us. Are we for sale? And, well, maybe. <laughs> Can I be honest with you? I've sold myself many, 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 many times. And you know what? So have you. So have you. And sometimes I've sold cheap. And I've always sold too cheap. So my question is, are you for sale? Number two, what's your price? What's your price? What's the price? <laughs> so I want to talk a little bit real quick, real quick about the concept of a sellout. Anybody know what a sellout is? Now a sellout can mean different things. But sellout, if you look it up in this context, is to betray one's cause for a price. To, be, to betray your cause for a price. In, in, in life, there's so many examples. You get sold out all the time in this world. You are constantly, from the time you're a child till they put you in the grave, you are in a process of being sold out by other people. If you don't believe me, look at the business world. Do I got any coal miners in the house? I know I got coal miners and ex-coal miners in the house. Let me see all your hands. I know I got some people been in the dirt. And I know I got some people your daddy's been in the dirt. And I know you got some people your grandpappy's been in the dirt because we're in the coal fields. A miner can give his whole life loyal to a company. Others can leave for a better job, but he will stay there out of some perceived loyalty to a mine or a miner or an owner or a sticker on a helmet or, a, or, or whatever's on his paycheck. And he does that with the expectation that his loyalty will be two ways. That one day that'll pay off. And, 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 and he'll be rewarded for his loyalty. But however many times the coal miner sadly finds out that when the money goes another way, there's a price. And he's sold out. When he's injured, he's sold out. When the mine splits, he's sold out. When he gets a little broke down, he's sold out. When he gets dust in his lungs, he's sold out. There becomes a point in the business world where they sell you out and they don't reward your loyalty. But it's not just in the business world, it's in your personal lives. 
Many of you have been sold out many times in your life. Many of you have been sold out. Many of you, you have your ride or dies, right? How many of you ever hear that? That's my ride or die. Boy, when, you, when, you, when, you're, when you're doing something you're not supposed to be doing with somebody, that's my ride or die, man. We riding down the road, we, we ride and die. We ride and die. That's your ride or die. And then your ride or die puts on the wire to save himself three months to put you in jail. That's your ride or die. Because you got sold out. Because you got sold out. Now what was his price? Maybe six months? That's his price. <laughs> we think these people are loyal for life, but when it, there comes an opportunity, they're for sale. Now, can I say something just so I don't make this all sanctimonious and everybody else all bad? You've sold out people too. There's price that you'll sell them out to. People that you've looked at and said, I'm, I'm, we, 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 we dogs, man. We loyal. But you will sell them out at times in your life. You've been sold out and you've sold out. When people say they got your back, many times they meet with a knife. People will sell out other people. You will sell out people. You will be sold out. But that's really not the sell out I'm here to talk about. That's a reality that hopefully makes, makes sense of what I'm talking about, the concept, because everybody here should understand that concept. But there's also something else that happens in the world. People sell out their dreams. People sell out their dreams. When a little child, those little children that, uh, uh, that was up here, they've got dreams. Many of them, and I, I'll talk first about their, 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 their own dreams, not God's dreams. Many of them say, I'm going to be a president. Josh used to say he was going to be a president. And thank God he's a better shofar player than any president I've seen in a long time. So I'm just saying, I'm glad you're not, Josh. You know, many of you, you know, many of us wanted to be a professional athlete. Many of us wanted to be a professional singer. Many of us wanted to be a princess in the castle. Many of us wanted to be whatever it is. And as a child starts to age, there becomes a time when they give up that dream for something else. They make a decision on selling it out for something else. I've told this story many times. I'll give you a quick illustration of that. When I was a child, I love baseball cards in my I came across a guy in hard luck and he had maybe the greatest collection of baseball cards I've ever seen, still not seen yet. He had every Mickey Mantle, he had every Willie Mays, he had all this stuff. And he was so, it was back way back in the day. And he was so in a bad spot that he was willing to sell for $150. Now $150, y'all say, y'all, I know, but back then $150 hard to come by. Because I couldn't have, I didn't have $150, they didn't have $150. But they said, guess what, Heath? If you don't sell it, you save your allowances, you mow some yards, you get there. Got $10 a week if I was a good boy. So it was going to take me four months. Four months. And I was just praying every day, don't sell the cars, don't sell the cars. I didn't call it every couple weeks. You sold them cars yet? No, no. Well, could I give you a deposit and just take them? And I keep paying, no, son, I can't do that. Would you take one thirty? No, son, this is... So, time goes on. I'm a teenager, though. All of a sudden, music started getting in my ear. 
Huh? It wasn't that good. I didn't have a hand. I didn't mean that with me. I wasn't trying to be real serious, but I could drop a beat if you want me to. You know? But here's what happened. That went with being cool. Baseball cards wasn't cool. It was cool to me. But your friends didn't think it was cool. You can call Valley the other day was talking about my baseball cards. And she said, you was a nerd. <laughs> you don't get cool baseball cards. But that beat. I was cool with that, right? So all of a sudden something came out that hadn't been out before called a Walkman. A Sony Walkman. And I went to this place in the mall and uh, they had the best top of the line. It had a feature called metal tape. I don't even know what that means. It meant it was supposed to be better. That technology didn't even exist anymore. Boy, it caught my eye. And the problem is that sucker was one twenty. The baseball cards are 150. I've been saving for months for these baseball cards. But oh man, the boys and the girls, they think that music's cool. If I walk into school with that walk one on my side, I'm already cooler. I've left nerd category. Right, right, Tony? Yeah. Did you have a walk with Tony? Oh, walk, Tony, Tony. I feel a sellout, baby. So, here's the problem. I'd say that all those months for that baseball car collection. That baseball car collection, I know, who knows if you, how, how much you really sell stuff, values, crazy, anybody. But bottom book is probably priceless. It is probably, it really is probably priceless in books. Now, whether or not you can get that, that's another story. You'd have to have that, what they're doing, to go to an auction house. But that, that thing would honestly, we, we could probably pay for a lot of this stuff we got going on here right now. But I sold out for that walk. When I got to 120, I was $30 away. And I said, man, that walk one looks good. And I'd have to wait three more weeks. Who knows if I'd even have it then. Oh, and I could be the coolest dude in the seventh grade. <laughs> And I sold it out for $30 and some beats that five, that eight years later, whatever it was, once the CDs dropped, you couldn't get $4 for the yard sale. I sold out. And so times in life we sell out our dreams and hopes and and so all those kids start off with these dreams of doing all these things, but one by one they start selling out for, well, I like this boy. Well, I don't believe I can really do that. Stuff happens to them. Maybe, maybe, maybe it makes them not believe in themselves anymore. Bad things happen in life. And it, it affects us. It knocks us off, right? And we, we start selling for other things. It's kind of like going across a big ocean and on a boat, we get tossed around a little bit, maybe we'll settle for the first island we come to. And so many times we sell our dream, but it's that way for God's dreams too. God places dreams in your hearts, passions, plans. Oh, so many plans. 
But life happens. And somewhere along the line, you can sell those dreams. And you might not sell all those dreams. You might sell all those dreams. You might sell some of them. But we sell out. And we sell out too cheap. And I just want you to know that what God has put in your heart, when God gives you those dreams, I want you to know something that maybe nobody's told you in a while. It's good news. You've got something priceless inside you. More priceless than a baseball card collection of every Mickey Mantle. God has made you to be somebody. God, He created you. He chose to weave your DNA together. You are not an accident. I don't care if you were a surprise like me or not. You were never an accident. You were planned. God planned you for the existence of time. He wove your DNA. And He put purpose inside you. He put passion inside you. He put life inside you. Know that. He died for you. He paid the price for that purpose. He paid for it. So, what you have inside of you is valuable, valuable, valuable. I need those verses. I hope you have them. I know you were ready two weeks ago and last week at different times. And so, I hope I've not caught you off guard. I want to give you some quick verses. I know there's some verses you can write them down. I'm going to hit them rapid fire. I promise you because I got some verses. And these are good news verses. This is well, these are verses to tell you just how powerful the purpose of God is inside you. If nothing else, I want you, you don't have to stand up, Holly. I appreciate it. But I promise you, we got a lot of verses, but they're going fast. We're going to go rapid fire. We're going rapid fire. I hope. Huh? Odie. You got it, Barry Odie? Oh. First Peter 2 and 9. Somebody pull it up. I'll, I'll just get ahead of it. We'll just go on. We'll catch it. We'll catch it on the other side. They'll catch up to us. Oh, there we go. Thank you so much. But you are not like that, for you are chosen people. Listen, God's word has been declared over people in this room. This is you, 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 you. You are royal priests, a holy nation, God's very own possession. As a result, you can show others the goodness of God. For he calls you out of darkness into his wonderful life. Amen. Jeremiah 29 11. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster. To give you a future and a hope. That works for you. The devil tells you you're going down. The devil tells you that you're going to fall out of the sky. But God says otherwise. His word, Romans 8 28 says that we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to His purpose for them. Good stuff, guys! That word is over you! Can I get how excited if I just said the president has declared that everybody in the coal fields of reparations for all those Yankees did to us are going to get a million dollars. Some of you, right now, 90% of you will pass out. The others will be shouting and jumping out. There's no billion dollars that can be greater than what we're reading right now. God's Word is saying that there is a value to you. There is a value to you. Next verse, Ephesians 2.10. For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew, anew in Christ Jesus. 
and so we can do good things he planned for us so long ago. You know what's going on on these streets? They're good things, but they were planned a long time ago. This is no surprise to God. It might be a surprise to Joe Buck's church down the street. And I, 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 if there isn't, I didn't mean that for real Joe Buck. That was just a, I know it's Joe Buck. Hey, Joe, that wasn't for you. He don't have a church that I know of. But I'm just saying, it might be a surprise to some people, but it's not a surprise to God. Jeremiah 1.5 I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. Before you were born, I set you apart and I anointed you a prophet to my nation. Matthew 24, 13. But the one who endures till the end shall be saved. John 14, 12 through 14. I tell you the truth. Anyone who believes in me will do the same works I've done and even greater works because I'm going to be with the Father. You can ask for anything in my name and I will do it so that the Son can bring glory to the Father. Yes, ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. What about these words, Josh? Oh, that's encouragement. That's encouragement. Psalm 91 7. Though a thousand shall fall on your side and ten thousand are dying around you, these evils shall not touch you. That's for somebody in this room. That's for somebody in this room. That's for somebody in this room. The devil wants to freeze you with terror. The devil wants to shut me and you down with terror with the concept that everything's going to be bad, that the shoe's getting ready to drop, that everything's getting ready to go bad. But the word of God that I stand on says the best is yet to come. It says my God is in control. Romans 8, 31 through 39. Oh, my voice will hold out. What shall we say about such wonderful things as these? If God is for us, who could ever be against us? Since he did not spare even his own son, but gave him up for us all, won't he also give us everything else? Who dares accuse us who God has chosen for his own? No one. For God himself has given us a right standing with himself. Who will then condemn us? No one. For Christ Jesus died for us and was raised to life for us. And he is sitting in the place of the honor at God's right hand pleading for us. Can anything ever separate us from God's love? Does it mean we know he no longer loves us when we have trouble? Or calamity, or prosecuted, or hungry, or destitute, or danger, or threatened with death. As the scriptures say, for your sake, we are killed every day. We are being slaughtered like sheep. No, despite all these things, despite everything you're going through, yes, despite everything that's come against you, despite all these things, over Overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. And I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor demons, nor fears, nor for today, nor worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or the earth below. Indeed, nothing in creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.
If that's who you are, if that's what's inside you, what would you sell that for? What have you sold it for? What have I sold it for? So I want to give you a couple real quick Bible examples of people in the Bible who God called for a purpose and they sold out. Matthew 26, Lincoln, 14 through 16. Then Judas Iscariot, one of the twelve disciples, went to the leading priests and asked. <laughs> See, they pause. They didn't even have to go to him and tempt him. He went to them and said, How much you give me? Bub, how much you give me? How much you give me? They didn't have to go ask, is it for sale? Because I promise you, I don't have a for sale sign on my car. But it's got a lot of miles. And so I'm like a guy where I think it's held together on paper clips. It was once a nice car. But it's got some miles on it. There's no sign on the door. But if you want to come make me an offer, if you make me a good enough offer, it's for sale. Some of you, you're not walking around with a sign. We're not walking around with a sign on our chest. But when a good deal comes along, but Judas didn't even have that. He went to them and said, how much you give me? Keep going, Lake. Oh, go back to 15. I didn't finish that verse. I'm sorry. How much will you pay me to betray? Come on. How much will you pay me to betray Jesus to you? What did he sell? Jesus. How much will you give me betray Jesus to you. They gave him 30 pieces of silver. Next verse. From that time on, Judas began looking for an opportunity to betray Jesus. Judas started looking to sell out. Now I want to tell you something about Judas. You say, well, Judas is just a bad cat. Bad dude from the start. He was one of Jesus' 12 chosen. He walked with Jesus. He talked with Jesus. He was there when dead people got up. He saw him walk on water. Some of you see, see some miracles. Oh. Don't let miracles get old to you. He had seen dead people get out of the dirt. He had seen Jesus do miracles. He had seen blinded eyes open. He had seen riddled withered hands up there. And all of a sudden it looks like, you know, But then here's the background on Judas. His background, he was a terrorist. He was a violent revolutionary seeking to overturn Rome by force. Now I'll give you some, I'll give you some good insight. Who's a terrorist and who's a revolutionary depends on what news channel you watch. If, if, the revol if the guy who's doing the violence is on your side, he's a revolutionary. If the guy doing the violence is against your side, he's a terrorist. But either way, people, Judas was somebody who was trying to use violence to overturn something. And I know this country is a product of that. That's called the Revolutionary War. And thank God for Thomas Jefferson. And thank God for George Jefferson. And George Washington. Do that! Do that, Tom! Do that, 
These Pharisees had a purpose and plan for their life. And God had called them into that and given them the opportunity to walk in that plan and purpose. And it says they traded that, they, they gave that up out of a refusal to be baptized by John. That's what it says. It's an odd scripture, and we don't preach on that very much. What are they really saying there? The, 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 they're saying the Pharisees sold their purpose because they wouldn't get baptized by John. But what are they really saying? Their pride and their need for acceptance in the religious community they were in caused them to miss their purpose and sell it. See, God had a purpose. Don't you think some of those Pharisees were treated by Jesus? We know they were. They bought him. They ate with him. Now, sometimes it was just to trip him up. But some part of them, you know, they've been reading about, about a Messiah. Some part of them, when he would do those miracles, had to wonder. And I think Joe and, and Slave here, I think the Chosen does a great job uh, on that. I know it's a drama, but that's a beautiful little scene, the way they make, that, the, make him look. Because don't you think they were curious? And don't you think a part of them, some of them, not all of them, some of them just jerks and still are. But a part of them wanted to know one more Jesus name. But they sold that because they would have been rejected by all their peers. Their pride. You're going to go get baptized by a crazy man that walks around offending everybody with wild hair and eating locusts and scaring people? And you want him to back? He's supposed to baptize me? Ha! I'm holier than that. He's obviously insane. He must be tripping on desert, honey. I bet he's eating some shrooms out in the deserts. Poor bells. Poor bells. But their pride was the price that cost their purpose. That's what the Word of God says. Oh, 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 oh. That's a good one. The passion. And it's the hearts of the Jewish religious leaders and experts of law have rejected the clear purpose of God by refusing to be baptized by John. Let me tell you something. Christians in the room. Christians and ministers and ministries sell out too. They sell out to please the masses and fill the seats. And it's not that they're bad people. Some of them are great people, called, anointed. But in their mind, they sell on the, under this concept. They justify this transaction. And they justify on the concept that maybe if I can get more people, I can't save anybody if the seats are empty. So I can compromise a little. I can sell a little bit. And if I get the crowd here, then we can show them the real important stuff. I had that conversation with my grandfather many years ago. He had a father who was a sheriff of the community. And that sheriff was put in a very difficult situation to take a stand for what something he knew was right and lose the whole community. Or step in and stop it and they'd probably hang him. <laughs> and my grandfather, being he was talking about his own father, was very defensive on that subject and said, 
If you can't, if you just, if you kill yourself, you can't kill nobody. But I remember that conversation like it was yesterday in my mom and dad's living room. And I looked at my grandfather and I said, Grandfather, Papa, I said, if it's not right, it's not right. And you got to stand for what's right, no matter the cost. Now, we never did. I don't know how he ever thought of that later, but he, he got angry at me that moment. And he walked out of the house and he didn't say nothing. He just walked, left, went home to Kentucky. Now, we, we didn't have, I mean, it wasn't like we were mad. He, he would probably come back a week later and bring me something. I mean, it was, he, he was argumentative. He was, he was, he, he, he was passionate. You know, they sit around, we sit, he'd sit around, he'd fight Paul Collier, he'd eat pancakes. They'd just sit around and debate the Bible. you think they're fighting. And they'd love each other more. Because they were, they were debating. They were trying to chart. They were trying to figure it out, right? But the right thing is always the right thing. If we sell out under the premise that, well, we got to keep people happy, we can't. Ministries sell out because they want credibility in the community. You see, when a church starts out with 20 people, they don't care about what the people think of because of the rabbit. They love that. We don't want them like us. Woo! We're the pirates. Woo! Then you get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger, and all of a sudden the Facebook posts hurt more, and you hit a lot of them. And you want to fit in, and you want to be respected by your peers. And so you sell out. <laughs> I mean, you're, you got most of them good. You just sell some of them. You don't have to sell all of it. Right? That's what the devil tells you. Just sell me a little bit. Pharaoh, go a little bit. So go the devil tells you he won't take all of it. Just give me some of it. And you start selling it. And you start selling it. And you start selling it. And it whittles away. Ministries, ministers, and you in this church of us, me, you, we can sell out. We can... Tell them it's a little okay. And we can start succumbing to the pressure of the ignorance of Facebook. I'm here to tell you, if you are on Facebook, use it for God. But beware of memes or memes or memes or whatever they are. Because I see about 1% that actually preaches the gospel. 99% of it is false heresy. It's false heresy. Be careful what you like. It's heresy. If it's against what Jesus says, it's heresy. Problem is we hear it, we hear heresy over and over, and we think it's scripture because we're ignorant. But I'm here to tell you, here in this house, the word of God is going to be preached. The truth is going to be preached. We're not for sale, we're not going to compromise. We will not compromise to please the religious people, and we won't compromise to please a liberal politically correct Hollywood either. We will stand on the truth. We will tell the truth. Show you all how to praise the passion of God. And I'm going to do that one time for five minutes to take him out. 
some of you all will see that God put something inside all of his creation that's meant to praise God. And if you shout that out, man, that's your music. Yeah. 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 Whatever it was in downtown North, and there were bandits up there playing. There got up, started clapping his hand. Old Booty jumped up on that, put his arms around the ass, head, and started dancing. We will not sell out here. And my prayer is that you won't sell out to find a preacher that preaches the way you like. <laughs> oh, man. I don't like that preacher. I don't like that musician. Oh, I hated that song this morning. It's too loud. I'll go find me somebody that seems to preach the same way I like to sing. Lord God is supposed to change you. You're not supposed to change you. Stop looking for a God's battle and stop looking to be pushed. Stop looking to be pushed. If I don't leave church ready to go check my Bible out and feel a little sore and feel a little bad at myself, then I've not been to church. Alright, so go to the next one where you finish it up. Peter sold out. Luke 22. Like 54 through 62. I just want to read it. So they arrested him, being Jesus, and they led him to the high priest's home, and Peter followed at a distance. The guards lit a fire in the middle of the courtyard, sat around, and Peter joined them there. A servant girl noticed him in the firelight, began staring at him. Finally, she said, She's talking about Peter. This man is one of Jesus' followers. But Peter denied it. Woman, he said, I don't even know him. After a while, someone else looked at him and said, You must be one of them. No, man, I'm not. Peter retorted. About an hour later, someone else insisted, This must be one of him. Then he's a Galilean too. But Peter said, Man, I don't know what you're talking about. And immediately, as he was still speaking, the rooster crowed. At that moment, the Lord, come on, turned and looked at Peter. Suddenly, the Lord's words flashed in Peter's mind before the rooster crows tomorrow morning, you will deny three times you ever even knew me. And Peter left the courtyard, weeping, weeping bitterly. Peter, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my Father in heaven. From this point on, you are Petra, Peter the Rock. Upon this rock I shall build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you bind, loose on earth shall be loose in heaven. This is the rock. But when they looked at the rock, rock said, I don't know him. Who's he? Inner, the room with a little 12 year old girl and heard 
what very few people you know you really ever heard these words to leave the cube. God arise. Peter, who went further up the mountain than the rest. Peter, who went on the Mount of Transfiguration and saw, heard the literal voice of God, the Father. start that day with a sign on his, on his chest. But when the going got tough and it got easy, he denied he knew who it was. I don't know him. I don't know him. He's not my teacher. I never cared that much for him. He was a bad rabbi. He was for sale. Now what was he sell for? What was he for sale for? What was his price? You know what he sold out for? Anybody got a, anybody got a guess? Could be his life, but how he didn't know that. Yeah, I guess the fear of his life. I would say fear. Because nobody told him we're going to kill you. They might have said, they might have, or they might have said we want you to testify against him. I don't know. Well, off your deal. That's probably what would have happened. That's probably what would have happened. That's probably what would have happened. I doubt they would have killed him right away. They probably would have used him against Jesus. Because remember, Jesus wouldn't open his mouth. They needed a witness. They probably wanted a witness. Fear is what he sold out for. And I'm here to tell you as we finish up, fear is a big deal. You know what drugs are? They're just a mechanism. Same as pride. Same to a lot of things. They're all just mechanisms, but the driving force is fear. They say that hate is not the opposite of love, it's too close to love. Fear is the opposite of love. Did you know that? Philosophically, it's fear. Hate is close to love. Some of y'all say you hate your ex. Woo! You might have a little passion still that's in there. Hate and love are too close. Fear is the opposite of love. He was scared and he sold him out. And many of us, we sell Jesus out when we're afraid. You're afraid you can't make it. Some of you, you're afraid you can't make it. And you sell him out. You start saving for the baseball cards. You get part of the way and you say, I can't do this. I'm afraid. I've never been this far before. Listen, we got a dog and he'll kill you if you come on my property and don't know him. I don't say that to scare you. I'm here to make a point about it. But he knows his property line to a T. God put that. I never taught him that. I never taught him. Did we teach him anything? He teaches you. When you have a 250 pound dog, you don't train him, he trains you. But he will go and circle the property line every time. And he won't go off that property line. He will circle the line. He knows the line. If I'm driving down the road, he will follow me. But when he gets to the edge of that line, he stops. Now, that's in him. That's designed him as a protector. But many of us are like that dog. We won't go where we've never went before. Time and time again, we get close. Right at the edge. But out there, I've never seen that before. 
so we go back. We sell out for fear. We sell out because we're scared. People sell out for fear all the time. They're afraid of to let go of things. Some of you are afraid to let go of the things that happened to you. You're afraid to let go of the pain because you don't know what it's like. You're scared to let that go. Listen to me. Some of you hear that you're hurting. But you're holding on to it. And you're scared of letting it go. Because it, might, it scares you the idea of letting that go. You're so obsessed with it. You're so obsessed with it. That it's scary letting it go. Billy Joe said, well, drink. they're all drinking a drink called loneliness, but it's better than drinking alone. You'd rather hold on to that pain than risk being empty without it because it's all you focus on. It's all you talk about. My wife knew people like that. They wanted to be around her when there was negative things to talk about. And she stopped talking about negative things. They didn't want to be around her anymore. Because they were afraid to let go of that thing. What if you did? What if you really did? Instead of just saying I can't. There is no can't, there's won't. Instead of saying I can't, why don't you just try it? What if? Some of you, you're afraid to let go of your hate. You're, you're, you're afraid to let go of many things and being miserable. Some of you are afraid to let go of being offended because that's all you love to talk about. All you know how to talk about is what offends you. All you know, I, can, I promise you, 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 you ask my wife. There's not, I mean, now, I mean, I've had moments. I'm not perfect, guys. I've messed up a lot. But in a day-to-day -day life, I can tell you this. I don't go home and talk bad about no human being ever. Jesus said, I'm not for sale. 
reality we haven't read the word of God because it says this all the time. It says this word all the time. Truth be known, all of us have been whores. myself and you selling yourself is a dirty thing. And for me to clean it up and make it look pretty for you just softens the blow but it ain't me being real to you. You need to know. I need to know. When we are a whore, we're a whore. But I got good news for us. I got good news, Mike. I serve the Jesus they got down in the dirt with the whore. Yeah. I serve a Jesus that positioned himself between the rock and the whore. You say there's rocks coming at me. I serve a Jesus that got in between the rock and the whore. That's my Jesus. I serve a Jesus that got the whore out of the dirt. He said, you're worth something to me. You're valuable to me. You're worth more than that, girl. You're worth more than that, girl. You're worth my life. You're worth my blood. You're worth everything to me. So I say that to say in this room, I don't mean to make you feel bad. I'm here to say that Jesus says you're valuable today. No matter what you've done, that's right. Let me tell you something. The devil can't steal your purpose. He said, the devil stole my purpose. No, he didn't. He sold it. But I'm here to tell you, you got breath in your lungs. It's time to take it back. It's time to take it back. Listen, some of you got poor sale signs up in your life. Some of you got garage sale. That means you're selling cheap and fast. But I'm here to tell you, the devil's telling you, sell out, sell out, sell out. Jesus is saying, go out in the yard. Get down the side. Get down the side. I bought the house. The house ain't for sale. I bought the house. This side, you need to get a hold of the word of God. Bought and paid for. 
And you don't need to sell cheap no more. And you don't need to feel bad about it. Because you've done it and I've done it. We just need to take the four steps side down and tell, the Jesus, tell Jesus that we're His. And tell that old devil we ain't for sale. We're not for sale. We're not for sale. Did you get that? Did you get that? We're not for sale. Come on, let's all shout it out. Somebody in this room saying, Don't sell. 
and you want to hang on to him, you want to be his and not sell. Hang on to that purpose and it's valuable. Anybody in here raise your hand and say, that's me, I want to hold on. I'm not for sale. Anybody here not for sale? Anybody here not for sale? You mean it? You're not just saying it? You really mean it. You're not for sale. There's hands all over this room. Jesus is going to call you into greater. And I'm going to challenge you in just a moment. Keep your hands up. I'm not doing anything right now. I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to call you out. I'm going to do me goofy. I've already done all my goofy stuff. I'm just going to give you the opportunity just a minute to come to this altar and say, Jesus, I'm going to seal the deal that I'm yours. And I'm not for sale. And the devil's in your ear right now telling you to sell, 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 just leave, just leave, don't sell, don't listen to him, sell, don't listen to him, don't listen to him, it's not worth it, he's crazy, he don't know what he's talking about, it, it, he's enough, he's enough, he's enough, he's angry, he's angry, but I, as God is my witness, he is my witness, you heard today, there's no anger in my heart, I'm just telling you the word is good, everything out of my mouth is good, God loves you, and God has a plan for you, and a purpose for you, and he wants you to hang on to that thing. That purpose is inside you. I want you to hang on to it. I'm going to count. Keep your hands up. Your hands got tired. So let me put them down. Okay. My hands get tired too. But I want you to put them back up right now. I'm going to count to three. And I want you to come to this altar. I just want you to bow. Nobody's going to mess with you. And I just want you to pray to Him right now. And I want you to say, I'm not for sale. And I want you to take back what you sold. Sold too cheap. Or giving away too cheap. Or whatever we've done. I've done it before. There's no shame in that. But today we're making a new pack. A new plan. We ain't for sale. It's a new sound. It's a new song. It's coming from the underground, being for sale. When I count to three, put the hands up high. One. Our preacher said we make all the calls too easy. We try to make people. We need to have barbed wire because if you really want it, you'll find through barbed wire. To get yeah. So if you want it, I'm not going to beg you. When I count to three, you get here. You climb through whatever it takes. You get through pride. You get through devils in your ears. You get through people blocking your way. You say, uh -huh, uh -huh, excuse me, sir. I got to go to Jesus. One, two. Everybody stand up. Go, come, come. Where's my, where's my mouth for sale? Where's my mouth for sale? Come on. Come on right now. Come on right now. Come on right now. Today's the day. I'm making a path right now. I won't be for sale. I won't be for sale. Come on. Come on. Come on. I need altar workers. Come on. I need male and female altar workers. Find somebody. Come on. Come on right now all over this room. We serve the God that gets in our dirt. We, give, we serve the God of the repossessed refine. Keep coming. 